Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Curtelli, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Luca Moya. Buddy, how are you doing today? How's your night been? Been going good, man. Been going good. Can't complain. Um, I'm just ready to get another show. We couldn't get the show out for you guys last week. Had some problems on the technical side of things. Not our fault, though. So hopefully you guys aren't too mad at us, but we're ready to go. And I think you guys are going to like this episode. We have uh, a little bit of redemption uh, after our picks. In the yeah. NFL last so, week. so what Luke is alluding to there is the app we use to upload our podcasts onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., cetera, uh, was under maintenance the day after we recorded it. So like I would record the podcast at night and then the next day I would put it on and it was under maintenance all, uh, all weekend. So we couldn't upload the pod. So we're back this week. We'll kind of recap like our picks from last week that we did when we recorded uh last week's podcast and yeah, Luca redemption. Cause uh good thing we didn't post that pod. Cause it was, our picks were, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. We're pretty bad. Pretty so, bad. We're going to talk some Jays on this pod. We're going to talk football, obviously, week two. We're going to look at our week three marquee matchups. And training camp is underway in the NHL, so a little news and notes from that. And a big splash in the NBA with one of its big players. Uh, so we'll get into that for this podcast, but we're starting with the Jays. Um, let's go with today's game. Today's game, the Jays got smacked 7-1. Uh, by the Rays. The Rays clinch a playoff berth for the third straight season, I'm pretty sure. And really not much going on for the Jays until the eighth inning when Ryan Barucki came in and hit Kevin Kiermeyer right in the back. Uh, benches cleared, started a little thing. Pete Walker was freaking out. He got thrown out. Um, a little backstory in that. If you guys didn't see in Monday's game, Kevin Kiermeyer slid into the plate uh, he was tagged out by Alejandro Kirk and the data card that the catchers have, I don't know what is on it, whether it's pitches, whether it's uh, what to throw in certain counts, what to throw to certain guys, I don't know, uh, was dropped and Kevin Kiermeyer picked it up, brought it to back to the dugout and gave it to a staff member or a coach and apologies were sent uh, from Kevin Cash up through the Jays management to Charlie Montoyo and all that. So they didn't give it back, but apparently everything was resolved according to manager Charlie Montoyo. So, Luca, my question is to you here. Ryan Barucki hits him in the back, and we all know what happened to Manoa earlier in the season when he threw at somebody, got suspended five games. Do you think Barucki's going to get a suspension for this? I don't know. I think, <clears throat> sorry, I think Kiermeyer should be the one, first off, to get some discipline. Like, can't steal another team's playbook. Like, this is similar like football. Like you go on, you get tackled on the sideline. You see a sheet of paper with their plays on and you take it back to your sideline and you study their plays for the rest of the game. Like good, good for Baraki. Okay. Don't mess with the Jays down here. Okay. Because at the end of the day, listen, this guy's a gold glover. Uh, he's a great player, but let's be real here. Okay. You hit 247. All right. <laughs> like, let's not act like you're big old gung ho. I got to play hero mode. I got to take the other team's playbook. That's just, it's just stupid. And if anything, a lot of suspensions we see in sports is one, obviously, if it's a violent play like this one was by Baraki, but also if you ruin the integrity of the game, stealing signs, you know, um, cheating in football, Patriots, you know, <laughs> been the culprit of that. Soccer, I guess, you know, um, 
if you do something like illegal or something, or if it, if it, it's a negative image on the league, usually there's some punishment, whether it be a fine or suspension. This is a negative image towards Major League Baseball. You stealing another team. And then he didn't even give it back. Like he just, he kept it. He's like, no, no, I, I, I got caught with the gun. I'm just going to keep the gun now. Sorry, boys. No, no, no. What do you mean, sorry, boys? There's literally a video of you taking it, walk around thinking you're slick. These players, like, I don't understand where they think that they can get away with things. There's literally cameras on every single angle, everywhere around the field. And it happened at home plate where probably most of the cameras are because that's where all the action happens. Will Baraki get suspended? Probably because MLB hates Toronto. <laughs> so I could see him getting suspended, but at the same time, if he gets suspended, Kiermaier should face some action. I don't want to see him get fined because he's making millions of dollars. not going to do a dent. Suspend him, and we'll see what happens from there. But come on. What do you got to steal our place for? What do you got to steal our place for? Just let us have something nice for a change. We're on a roll. You don't got to steal stuff from us. Look, I agree with you on a lot of stuff there, like the Baraki. I think he's going to get suspended because, like, that's just the way Major League Baseball is now. You're not allowed to police. uh, The players are not allowed to police themselves anymore. Like, back in the day, uh, if something goes wrong, like if you throw at a batter or somebody gets cleated or you take out a second baseman, you're getting thrown at uh, right in the thigh or in the middle of the back. Nothing nothing too violent, but that's where you're going to get a pitch. And – after that, everything is is settled. It's policed. It's done. Mm-hmm. So, based on way baseball is now, Baraki's probably going to get suspended, uh, probably till the playoff time if the Jays even make it. Um, but the Kevin Kiermaier thing, you're telling me if you saw the playbook there, you wouldn't take it. I'd take it. Exactly. So I, I can't. I can't. It, it, but I'm not saying I would take it, and, and I would be, you know, I'd be an asshole for doing it. <laughs> I should get suspended, I, but I would do it. But I don't think it's cheating. It's not cheating. It's, it's not, not cheating, like it's, it's not like the, the Houston game, Astros where they had forty video cameras and banging trash cans to let you know what pitch is coming. Like the uh, Kirk dropped it, he walked away. Kevin Kiermaier saw it and he took it. It's game for me. It's gamemanship. For me, a hundred percent. If I saw it there, knowing the little the little kid and the little idiot and asshole that I am, I would take it. I would take. You can it, take. For no, sure. I agree. But you get caught, and then you don't give it back. It's okay. We what are you gonna you. give it back, dude? There's already 14 copies. It's already the Rays yeah. already looked at it a hundred times. They've got it studied back and forth. What's the point of giving it back? I know the whole loser. situation was handled pro on like I just didn't like the way it was handled. Like Charlie Montoya was like, "Yeah, Kevin Cash apologized. He's sorry." Like, okay, that's just oh, like what does that even mean? Like, what does that even mean? He apologized. Like Kevin Kiermaier took it and like. You know, usually I, know. I'm I just don't think that it's cheating. Kind of it's not cheating. Like, dude, he took it. He didn't steal it. He took it. It's not like he walked in the Jays' well, dugout stealing and, it and took taking the it thing. is the same thing, though. No, he's taking something that's not his. That's stealing. Oh my gosh! Is it yeah. not? I know. I'm I'm watching Suits right now, so I'm pretty uh. Oh, direct you're, you're into the law. Think. I get it. I'm I get into it. the law. But no, no, but I know what you're saying. That's no, it. usually we're on the same page. Like usually I'd be like, hey man, all hands on deck. I'm stealing that thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I just think it's. Uh, I'm talking more for my heart here because I'm cheese and I wanted to make the playoffs because ever since I said they weren't, they've been proving me wrong. Yeah. So any little thing that could affect it upsets me. Yeah. And and I think it also bothers me that just typical Jays fashion, they're in the hardest freaking division. I know. 
in the I whole know. league. It bothers me in that way. But I think we can take them. I'm going to be honest. I think we can take them. And I know we're going to talk about that, but I like the way they're playing against them. See, I was going to get in. That was one of my questions here. But first, with the pitching, like Ryu on Friday night, the game that I went to, he goes and throws a stinker two innings. And Josh Donaldson hits a bomb and they just hit bombs and they just crushed us that Friday night. It was brutal, Luca, but I so did enjoy it. looks like him. you're not going any more games. No, no, no. no. I'm one and one. I don't have a losing record. I don't have a losing record. And I had a lot of fun, let's just say, uh, with yeah. the boys at the game. Um, Ryu had a tough outing. Robbie Ray had an unbelievable season. He had a tough outing. He got through it but had a tough outing when the Jays lost on Monday. And even Alec Manoa yesterday had a, a, a tough outing. The pitching last week, two weeks ago, was the strong point. Added with the offense was the strong point of this team. Are you a little bit worried now that maybe they're coming down off that high with like just over a week before playoffs? Like they're tied with the Yankees for that second wildcard spot now. Uh, the Yankees, they 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 play Texas, and they still have to go against Boston this weekend, and they have the Jays. But are you a little bit worried about the pitching here, Luca? I'm not worried because, first off, it's hard to maintain that. And there's always going to be a decline in results when you're pitching that good. You can't expect them. Like, like we don't have a DeGrom on our team, like, like Max Scherzer. Like, those are just generational type. We don't have them. We have a lot of solid guys, though, like a lot of very – guys that when they're on the mound at this point in the year probably wouldn't have said this two months ago i'm confident now i'm confident in what i see talked about manoa not having the greatest start yesterday still only gave up two runs five hits pitch six innings like that's that's pretty great mm-hmm. i know he hit a guy but it was on a slider hit his foot whatever i know but i just watching him it didn't look like he had that no he, that he, he yeah he wasn't. He wasn't the Manoa we were used to seeing. But the fact the that the last he start against the Rays with that slider oh, and everything oh, when he oh, went yeah. eight innings, he wasn't that. And maybe that we're just holding no. him to a, a bigger but, standard now. He still went six yeah. innings, five hits, uh, and two earned runs. So I think of it like that though. Like he didn't play his best game. Still gave up six walks, a couple leadoff walks, a couple guys, two guys on base with zero outs, and he still got out of it. Mm-hmm. That's what you like to see. You're still struggling, but we're not having these blow up innings. Like we like we saw tonight, six mm-hmm. runs in what third inning, fourth inning, or whatever. That is what I like with yeah. Manoa. Um, still losing games in one inning. We saw that today. That scares me a little bit because it's crunch time now. Like play so good, and they almost had bl- Romano. Man, we've talked about it. He he makes me nervous sometimes. Two outs ahead in the count, and then you walk three straight guys, and you're like. And Joey Wendell was an inch from, from walking us off last night. But, uh, yeah, you're laughing. No, I, I'm like, laughing because, because I watched that. I'm watching it, and I was about to throw the remote at my screen so because that, the I'm umpire like, was oh, the awful. Ump- Don't what? even sit. Like, like That's they were talking about on it today yeah. on the radio, and I totally agreed with them. Like, if you're a pitcher and you get through, you get two outs, two quick outs in Romano, and then you throw a ball that's a strike and it, you, that's a strike and it's called a ball, that could just throw you off. Man, it wasn't even, even as a close. hitter. Like if you're it in was, the if you're in the box yeah. and it's a ball and the umpire calls it a strike, it just throw like Valera striking out looking. Do you know how mad I was? Oh my god! I'm gosh. like, it's the bottom of the top of the ninth. 
you have the winning r- tying run on on third base and you strike out looking. Yeah, that, that bothered But me. there was two pitches in that at bat where I'm like, he's down to first base. He's down the right first. Right there. I know. I, I agree yeah, with like, you. And so it's hard to rom- talk I know what you mean with the Romano. I, I, yeah, but no, that was – I was yelling at my t- – that was horrible. That was horrible. Right on the inside. Like, like, you see, like we've talked about it before, but the strike zone is a little bit – it's stretched. Let's be real. What you see on the TV add another inch. Or two. Okay, but I'm not saying I'm not saying like if the umpire calls that outside strike that's not in that box that we always see all game. Totally fine with that. Agreed. But if you don't see yes. this through the first <laughs> yeah. eight innings and then he calls uh-huh. it outside or he calls it low, oh, yeah. I'm like, you didn't call that, dude. Robbie Wade was putting those pitches there at all night and their balls. And then now their closer comes in. He puts one pitch down there and we're three and one to load the bases and bring up. Uh, I think, no, Springer was the next batter. I think it was uh, lamb still come on. Come and the on. thing that cheesed me too, is so calm about it. He's walking down. Valera thinks he walking. He just strike. Yeah. I'm like, really, man? Like that, that bothered me. Um, but back to the question about the pitching, I'm confident now. Like I, I'm very confident. Ryu. Not going to lie, he's the fourth guy for me. I think he might be the – yeah, okay, fourth. He's a fourth. Stripling fourth has guy. just showed us in the past two times he's pitched that he could yeah. have been the fourth, but now he's just – I don't even he, know. He would be the starter in a ballpen game. Dude, Stripling. he was, and he just gave up seven runs in an inning. Yeah, no, but I'm saying if they had to. I mean, who else yeah. are going to go? Trent Thornton? Ew. I know, but in the playoffs, you're a, you're, <laughs> no. you're a four-pitcher, three-pitcher oh, rotation. Agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I'm just saying like in case of injuries or something, mm-hmm. but uh, totally four guys – uh, who who would be your top four? Right, My top now? four. So for I would not wild card. Like not wild. So if we're going to a series, I'm gonna go Robbie Ray, mm-hmm. Alec Manoa, mm-hmm. and Stephen Matz. And then well, like I don't know about Ryu. What about Barrios? And Barrios. See, I'd go Barrios. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about Barrios. I don't know why I keep. Free- I always forget him that he's in our rotation. He's Barrios is chilling. number three, and then you have Mats at four. And I think that's it. Like, for me, I think Ryu should be shut down. I don't even think he should pitch in the playoffs. I think he should be the Mark Burley him... of, of, this, of this 2021 Jays You wouldn't put team. him in the pen? What, what's he going to do in the pen? He's going to throw 88 out of the pen? Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, yeah. what situation is he going to come in? Maybe so if you need him for – if, if we're getting blown out in the first inning, you're going to bring him in? Like, well, I feel like I feel like the pen could help him because change up guys like usually they'll, they'll jump on guys who are just off speed pitchers like on their second or third time around. Where this time you might only have to go through the lineup once or just a couple guys. Yeah, so get I, I understand. I understand that. Or they could start them and only give them the lineup twice. Or you know that, what I mean. But then again, like <laughs> the thing about Ryu is he could be throwing a no hitter. How do you take him out? But then. He'll be throwing a no hitter. Third time in the lineup comes, he lands in five runs in one inning. They lose the game. Exactly. So Just, in that way, it's, it's, it's a lose lose for Montoya. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I personally, I don't want him in the pin because he's gonna throw 88. Yeah. If he yeah. can't, if he can't adjust to getting warm in a bullpen in a playoff game, and mm-hmm. he can't locate because that's the biggest thing with Ryu is location, location, location. If he yeah. can't do that out of the pin, he's no use to the Jays. No, he, he's so, no use. So that, that, that's we're going with those four. Those four, right. we're riding and dying with those four. Hopefully, Mats can, can just continue it, and we'll see. We're we're just under a week, two series to go, or three. We have Minnesota, 
Yankees and Baltimore. Yankees and Baltimore series are at home. We got the last two series at home, so that's huge. That Yankee series. That's gonna be big. That's the that's that's the that's the that's the playoff spot right there. I think no, to be completely honest with you, um, you know, uh, every game counts, obviously. I think this series against the twins, like this is a team you need to beat. I think we need to sweep this series. Sweep or at the very least three out of the four. At the very There's least. You can't go. Gamer, I thought it was a three. Oh, is it? It's, it's, it's a four. It's a four gamer. I thought it's a four gamer. It's a four gamer. Friday, bro. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're off, and then Tuesday start with the Yankees. On the and 20th. the thing that I love is that the Yankees have Boston. Got Boston. That's a tough series. Like Boston. And that the- that for us best case scenario they split. They split, and we take because that first. No spot. one gain. No one gains ground on anyone. They just stay neutral. Five hundred. The Jays go sweep the Twins, go sweep the Yankees, go and sweep the Orioles. 12-game win streak, go to the World Series. That is what we need. That's what we need right there. We need to win 10 out of the next 12. Yeah, and we we got the Rays, and then we might have the Astros, and it's just got maybe the San Francisco Giants if we make it all the way there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Football, week two. Wow. What a crazy week. My Seahawks were Luca. Oh, Luka. what a I'm sorry, bro. That's so I'm tough. I'm watching the game at home. We're playing good. We're up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. My mom calls me. We're gonna go to my nunnas. Drive to my nunnas. My uncle's there, he's a Cowboys fan. It was 14-14 with the Chargers. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, we'll watch the Cowboys. My Seahawks were, I think it was like 27, 20 or something like that. They were up. I know they were up. So I'm watching, watching the Chargers game, blah blah blah. Go eat dinner. Obviously, you sit at your nunna's, you're, you're at dinner for an hour. I come back, I sit back on the couch, I look at my phone, and the Seahawks lost. Derrick Henry, three touchdowns, 100 and something yards rushing. I'm like... I think it was 200, bro. Was it? I, I thought it was know. 183. Maybe, okay, maybe 200 total yards. He, he, he dummied you guys. He dummied us. So, now I'm just worried about the Seahawks in that, in that West division, but... Ah, that's a tough one. We got to beat Minnesota this week. We and we lost at home. We lost yeah. at home in overtime too. We lost at home, Luca. So yeah. your Patriots won. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that out. But first, of all, obviously, we have to talk about Tom Brady. Just five touchdowns. Just absolutely slinging the ball to Gronk, slinging the ball to Evans, slinging the ball to Goodwin. Goodwin. Wow. Just wow. The stat came out after after the game. He. Has 147 touchdowns in his 20s. He's got 137 touchdowns in his 40s. Yeah. That's crazy. He's not human, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. I think you know what you need to do? You got to get on that Tom Brady diet or that Tom Brady whatever. Me? Buy that program. Or you're saying, you're saying in general for I think both athlete. of us should. We're going to oh, yeah. get on, we're going to live forever if we're on that diet or on that plan, whatever he is, he's doing great. Um, rookie QBs. I want to talk to you about this. Zach Wilson throws four interceptions against your Patriots. I was watching. That was hilarious. Uh, Trevor Lawrence really, I don't know if we can blame him that much for the start he's had. He has a, a 57.1 QBR. Uh, the, the Jags are 0 and 2. Um, are you worried or like how much stock do you put in, with rookie QB starting right out of the gate. Like I know Chicago and we're going to get into uh, 
to Justin Fields there, but like Zach Wilson starting on a bad team right out of the gate. Trevor Lawrence is starting right out of the gate on a bad team. Like, do you think this affects their growth? You know what I mean? Like what if Trevor Lawrence sat one year behind Gardner Minshew, allow the Jaguars to maybe build again through the draft and in free agency, add more pieces for him to come in on a better team, even with the Jets and Zach Wilson's case as well. Like, like, what are you seeing from them? Like, is it their fault is what I'm trying to ask. Is it their fault? I, I truly believe, and you know, there's so many busts and, quarterbacks that get drafted don't pan out or QBs that were good left the team and is out of the league like Cam Newton for example um, RG3 with the injuries all that stuff I do believe if you put the quarterback there, there are certain QBs that can do it everywhere like those are the generational types like like Brady I think Rodgers can do it anywhere Breeze probably um Peyton Manning, we saw went to two teams. Mahomes, Mahomes has a great offense, great head coach, but I think if he went to another team, he'd be un- unbelievable as well. Russell Wilson, all these guys. But there's other QBs where you look like Justin Herbert, perfect situation for him. Flip him and Tua, they go they go picks before him. Is Herbert the same guy in Miami? I don't know. Does Tua make the Chargers that much more scarier than Herbert does? I don't think so. So – it all depends, I think, on the fit. And it's easy to say that because you're in a perfect situation like Trey Lance going to the 49ers. You're just destined to do good in that offense. Where if he went to Jacksonville, probably not doing good. You put Trevor Lawrence in San Francisco, he's looking way better than he is right now. And so it's all about fit. It's all about who they have at that time, who the head coach is at that time. Not going through offensive coordinators. Like Baker went through like three or four offensive coordinators and head coaches in his first three years. Now he has a stable one, and we're seeing how good Baker can be. So when it comes to rookie quarterbacks, do you start them in the week one, week not? Like, again, it's a, I guess it's a cop out answer, right? Like, are they ready? What have you seen for them the preseason? How much can you really take away? I think it's really important the preseason, but what you see in practice, you're, you're playing the same defense every week. I think it helps if you have an elite defense. Like, you know, if, if you're on a team with an unbelievable defense, you're going up against them week in, week out. Like Russell Wilson was back with the Legion of Boom. Uh, Tom Brady has a really good defense because uh, Bill Belichick's one of the best defensive minds in the history of the game. It helps you. But for me, with these quarterbacks this year, Zach Wilson for me is not generational. But who, who's going to play ahead of him? Might as well throw him into the fire. He's 21, 22. You're not going to throw a 35-year-old. Like, screw that. Let's see what we have now. The Jets have been a dumpster fire for the last 10 years. They're just going to throw him in. Just like Jacksonville. They've been praying for an answer. They made the AFC Championship game four years ago. They were, they've been terrible up until then. Had one good year, then terrible after that. It's all about situations. It's all about the head coach. all about how the team is constructed at the time. And it's such a cop-out answer to the question you're asking, but it's so hard with these rookie QBs because I truly believe quarterback, if it's not the hardest, it's, for me, top three hardest positions to play in all sports, every single sport that you play because there's so much strategy. There's so much things you need to do. And it's not just you. You need other people around you to do good, to make your job easier. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult, very difficult but Bill Belichick does a stereo one. Like talking about Zach Wilson's four interceptions, like he rookie QBs against Bill Belichick, 
Okay? It's just destined for failure if you're a rookie. Like, if you're going there for the first time and you see that guy across the sideline, pack it in. Just pack it in for the Sunday because you're not going to do anything. And I knew that was going to happen. That's why I started New England's defense in fantasy. Got blown out still, but listen, (laughs) Bill does it to everybody. So you can't really fault Zach Wilson. The Jets are terrible, but Bill is Bill. And these rookie QBs, they're going to learn the hard way going up against him. I just, I just feel like I went on for thrown, a long time there. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. You have the more insight than me, but I just feel like having Zach Wilson um, with the Jets and not doing well. Like he didn't do well in his in his first game. He didn't do well in his second game. Trevor Lawrence, the same thing. I know it's all situation, but putting these these guys in bad situations, like I just could stun their development. You know what I mean? Like. I hate saying I, I, I got to start like it could stun it. Like you could think out of the draft that they're, they're the best thing coming like Trevor Lawrence, how we've been talking about him for three years. Like this guy, when he gets drafted in the NFL is going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And he's it's, it's only week two of his, like he's only played two weeks in the NFL, but having like a coach that's like so drama filled as urban Meyer and have a bad team like the Jaguars, which like, are they going to be better next year? Are they going to be better in the next three years? Like, like how long are you going to wait uh, to get better and put Trevor Lawrence, your star QB in a better situation? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it could stun, it could just ruin Trevor Lawrence, like ruin your comp. Look what happened to Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck should have been one of the best quarterbacks right now. The bad situation that he was in in Indianapolis and getting constantly hit and sacked and just not in a good situation ended his career prematurely. You know what I so he was one of those generational QBs though. Like he made the team better. Like they picked him yeah. over Peyton Manning. Yeah. Right? Like and, but, because Peyton but with the, the neck surgery and all that. But he was he was great. He led them to an AFC championship game, made them to the playoffs. But I know what you're saying. That offensive line was atrocious. And atrocious. it's a shame because I'd love to see him under center in this team now. Yeah. We would talk about the Colts as a top three team consecutively in the AFC with Andrew Luck under center. I truly believe that. And, and a question to you, because I've, I've had this, this debate before. Um, would you rather go top five in the draft or maybe slide to, you know, the teens or the 20s, knowing that you're going to be on a better team? Um Rather than you know going number one, make maybe getting more money, uh, but also the pressure is on you more. You're just a great player in college, which is why you're going that high. Or would you rather slip a little bit and see what happens? See, see, this is the this is it's difficult. It, it could go both like both yeah. ways. You go first overall to a bad team. Um, you have a f- couple tough years, and then your team is good in four to five years, and yeah. you're top of the league. Then if you go to a good team right now. You don't know if you're starting, first of mm-hmm. all, the first yep. year. Unless a true team uh, trades up, right? Like San trades Fran. up. Okay, so but I know San but, Francisco. But... Say San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is gets a knee injury, and Trey Lance has to be the starting QB. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has to. But I think those situations. But are is, different. is there more pressure on him now because he's on a great team? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the pressure. That's true too. The pressure is high. I think in a situation like San Francisco or Kansas City trading up from the homes, right? Like 
they know that, okay, listen, like they're drafting me not for this year. They're drafting me for the future because yeah. they have young pieces on this team. Great head coach. We could do some things. Yeah, but look, look at the Mahomes sat one year and then the next year they were, look, look they were in now. the AFC championship. Look at them now, though. But that's so, what I'm saying. Like those situations are rare. Like, like what they're doing with Trey Lance, they're probably going to take that approach, mm-hmm. sit him for the year, and then, uh, you know, Jimmy leaves and, you know, he takes over this very talented team with a great head coach, just like Kansas City. Exactly. So, so like, you, you don't think, honestly, though, you don't think Trevor Lawrence would have rather slipped? To no, Francisco? I'm pretty sure he was so happy going, like, he's number one overall. You're going to be never going to tell you, but man, come on. If he went, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if, if he went to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, they would, it would be totally different. You have an offensive line, you have a defense, yeah. you have weapons. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I guess from their standpoint, is listen, we're a bad team now, like Baker, let's say in Cleveland. Now they're unbelievable. That hasn't happened a lot. Like, it's very hard to rebuild a football team because there's so many players, exactly. so yeah. many injuries, right? But they're probably thinking, Trevor is probably thinking, you know, we're bad now, but in three years, when I'm even better because I've, you know, got my feet wet in three years, I'm going to get that max contract. But that's Our still not guaranteed. That's still no, not it's guaranteed. not guaranteed. It's not, but like if you have like, like if you have a situation thing. like the Detroit Lions who have like they had Matthew Stafford and they just never built around him. Agreed. And no, now he's with the Rams situa- and they're yeah. probably gonna be in the NFC championship this year. There are no. situations like that. Exactly. But look at Mac Jones. Goes 15. What does he say on draft night? He knew mm-hmm. Mac Jones was 15. We all knew the Patriots were picking 15 since the season ended. He says this is exactly who I want it to be. And there were rumors saying him going number three to San Francisco. And he goes, I wanted to come to New England. He wanted to play for Belichick. He knew the system. He didn't care if it was one, three, 15, or 20. He wanted to go there. And right now, not being biased, he looks like the best quarterback. Yeah, because and that, that is because he's on the best him. team. Yes. He's because he's on situation. the best team. That's what I'm saying. He's on the best team. So sometimes you got to suck it up and say, listen, I'd rather go here. Yeah, <laughs> not want to sure. go here. He's in a better situation. He has one of the greatest head coaches of yeah. all time is Josh McDaniels, an unbelievable offensive coordinator who yeah. has a system in place in new England that fits Mac Jones game. So I think yeah. again, we're going to consent. We're going to move on here. I'd rather go in the teens, by the you're way. You're going I'd in go the teens. Team. It depends on your situation, team. how good you're going yeah. to be in your career. Uh, yeah. Marquee matchups. So last week, uh, our marquee matchups was Casey and Baltimore, Dallas and the chargers, Pittsburgh, and and uh, the Raiders, and then Detroit and Green Bay in the Monday Nighter. I picked KC, and I picked Dallas to win, which they did. Pittsburgh lost to to the Raiders, and I just wanted to take the underdog in Detroit. When they scored uh, those first two touchdowns, I was like, "Holy crap, they actually might win," uh, but yeah. they didn't end up. Aaron Rodgers went off. Uh, so did Aaron Aaron Jones. So good for them. Uh, KC, Luca, you picked. I, I went 0 for 4. Let's just be real. No, you picked I the Chargers. Did you pick Green Bay? I did or, not. No, you picked, you went Detroit with Green me. Oh, for Lions, four. Casey, I tried Chargers. to give you Green Bay because I had it circled on the other page. No. You went no. Detroit too, 0 for 4 for Luca. So let's see if you can bounce back. That was a three. fun pick, though. Like, you got to respect It was a fun pick Lucas because Jared Goff that. went off for 14 for two touchdowns in the first half. They had the lead uh, going into halftime. I was like, the, the game changed when they missed the fourth and one. After that, you're like, okay, it's yeah. over. Whatever. Game over. Week three. Let's move Week on three. to Here these marquee matchups. First one, Green Bay, San Francisco. San Francisco Sunday minus three and a half. I like the 49ers in this game. 
Uh, I know I'm going against Packers again. They looked really good against uh, a team that we all think isn't going to be that very good. Um, and so I like the 49ers, like their defense. And, you know, Matt LaFert, he actually has proved me wrong. I thought it was a terrible hire. I think it's actually turned out pretty good for the Packers. I think he's a really good offensive-minded coach. But I like Kyle Shanahan a bit better. I like the roster a bit better. And I think Garoppolo has enough to take home the win at home in California. Yeah, I th- I'm going San Francisco too. Uh, one, because Green Bay st- sucks in California recently. I know they beat the, the 49ers they? They beat last, them year. last year. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, but the 49ers were crap last year. Yeah. So yeah. in 2019, that NFC championship game, San Francisco blew them out of the water. They have pretty much that roster playing them in Santa Clara this uh, this uh, Sunday. So I'm going to go with San Fran. Um, next one, big one, Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams. This is – Tampa Bay, it came oh in. Tampa Bay, this is a really close one. It comes in at one and a half, Tampa Bay. This is tough. Yeah. But I think the Rams are going to take this one. They're at yeah. home. And they're two and zero. Brady had an unbelievable week last week, but I think the Rams are going to take it. And this is going to be the game that Matthew Stafford shows his true colors. Like, yeah, the first couple games were were feelers. This week three in a big game against Tom Brady, game of the week, CBS. I think it's going to be Matthew Stafford taking home the win here. Wow, this is tough. I'm going with my heart. <laughs> I'm going with the box. Um, but I don't have anything to say on your points because the Rams are great defensively. Offensively, they look great. Sean McVay's great. But Tom Brady has looked great as well. And that defense hasn't looked too good. They had a great Super Bowl, great playoffs. They haven't started putting the pieces together. Um, this is going to be a big test for them in SoFi, in L.A., okay? This is where the Super Bowl is this year. Bucks are going to champion. That's what I'm with. Going with the Bucks, TB12, to get it done. All right, buddy. All right, all right. And uh, I didn't pick a fourth one, so we're only going three this week. Uh, divisional game, Chargers, KC. Who do you got? Say it again, sorry? Chargers, KC. Ooh. KC's favored six and a half. Chargers, screw oh, it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I have to – listen, I have to – Believe in myself. I said the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. This is is it in KC? Yeah, it's in KC. That might be a dumb pick, but you know what? We're going. <laughs> we're going with LA. I, it, honestly, KC's probably going to win that, but you gotta have some fun once in a while. I got. I got to make up for it somewhere. You're probably going to go Kansas City. So yeah, maybe- I had my fun last week picking yeah. Detroit. I'm going to take the safe pick here, Kansas City. Um, they're not losing two in a row. I'm sorry, they're not losing two in a row. Probably not. Probably they not. they they just lost that one with the fumble. Uh, to Baltimore last week. So they're not losing two in a row. They're at home. Casey, all the way, baby. And that wraps up football. Let's finish off the show. What do you got, Luca? You want to add something here? No, I was just going to say uh, Pats and Saints, first time stop Brady versus Breeze in the last 15 years. 
Uh, do you want to pick that game as well? Fine, we'll Go. pick that game because, you know, like, you. Andrew Nopolis, we've been talking to him a lot. Yes, he he's has. He's a Saints guy. He's a this Saints is guy. Big. This is You're big. a Pats this is guy. So, Jameis Winston goes off for five touchdowns. Five touchdowns in his first game? Yeah. And then is. stinks it in against Carolina. And I told Andrew, he's like, yo, we got Carolina, easy win. I said, nope, watch out. Watch out for Carolina. They're a stingy team. They're a stingy team. And they beat the Saints, the Pats, Mac Jones. He's been he's been good, Luca. He's been good. He's been good. And he's been decent. I'm going Saints. Defense is just gonna. I think the defense for the Saints is just gonna have their way with Mac Jones. Like they're gonna, like I Mac Jones. Who be... who did he first in Week One? Who was it in Week One? Miami. Miami. And eh. he versed the Jets in Week Two. And. Eh. He's got a real competition. He's got a real defense to go up against. Um, is it? It's in New Orleans, too. Say no, it's in New England. Oh, it's in New England. Whoa. Want to change your pick there, eh? No, I'm Minus. going New Orleans, baby. Three-point favorites for the Pats. I'm going Pats. <laughs> I just think, no, honestly, I can see this game going either way. It's just I think Belichick will force Winston to make some mistakes. And hopefully Mac Jones can pounce on it. It's going to be a matter of who wins the field position battle because New England has an absolutely zero deep threat. And their drives are about eight minutes, 15 plays of pure boredom. <laughs> Just drags. Short pass, short pass, run, run, run. Drags me on for about two and a half to three hours of a bunch of third and fives that they try to they try to turn into first downs, and they've been doing a decent job of that so far. Hopefully it doesn't come to that because they got a pretty good pass rush in New Orleans. But I think Belichick is going to come with a nice game plan to help get the ball more in Mac Jones's hand by forcing some turnovers. We hope because after that, they're playing Tom Brady. Uh, we're going to talk about that next week. But Brady returns to Foxborough, so if they don't win this game, they're probably dropping a 1-3. Let's be real. So... <laughs> They need this game. They really need this game. <laughs> okay. Week three wrapped up. Week two wrapped up. Uh, quick news and notes. We got uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Five years, 45 million, 9 million AAV. Yay, nay. Uh, might be a bit of an overreaction on one good year, but young guy showed he could do it before. I think it's a bit of an overpay, but he was going to leave, wasn't he? Wasn't he going to go yeah, back? Yeah, he was going to go. Down? He had the leverage of the going to the KHL and just so, making bank over there. So yeah, I guess you got to do it. And Minnesota, Minnesota, they're like, it's not like their franchise has ever overpaid guys, and yeah. just Whatever. it's only for five years. At least they didn't sign him to thirteen or fourteen years. Yeah. Like they and he's, and he's young. someone, Zach Parise or Ryan Suter. But hey, he he Calder Calder uh, Calder chant uh, what the hell, uh, Calder. Trophy winner, Kirill Kaprizov. Five years, mm-hmm. 45 mil, 9 million AAV. Um, ben Simmons will not report to training camp and says he intends not to play for the 76ers again. Where do you see him going? Is he staying? Is he, like, what's going on there? Um, Why well, is him going probably to the West? Because I, I, I think Philly rates him very highly that they don't want to trade him to someone in the East. I think a great fit would be the Celtics, but no way they're going to trade him to Boston just because he doesn't have to be a scorer. Like they got Tatum there. They got Jalen Brown there. He doesn't have to score the basketball. He's got to do is facilitate, get the ball into their hands, play good defense. And uh, that I think would be a a team that could potentially fit him in there. But 
probably gonna go maybe like Sacramento or something. Uh, I don't you know. even, see. I don't think he's going. I think he's gonna sit out the year. Really? You know, he's one, getting paid. He's getting fined like three hundred plus k yeah. every day. He, I think he's not gonna play this year. One because the 76ers want too much from like other teams that like you're gonna trade Ben Simmons for Buddy Heald and a couple of draft picks. Like, no, but what, what if it's like Im- Darren Fox? What if it's like Darren Fox? They're not and, trading like, Darian Fox for Ben Simmons. You don't think? No. Interesting. They need Buddy Heald, so I just don't <laughs> think any yeah, okay. team is close with the 76ers on like a fair trade. Uh, for like, or I wouldn't say fair trade, like what each side wants. So like the Raptors are always, they're in there with like Pascal. No. Like they're not, he's not, we're not getting Ben Simmons. Like we're the Raptors. I, don't want him, Come on. I wouldn't want him though either. I too. wouldn't want him. Um, Luca, good show, buddy. We rambled Thank a you. lot on baseball and football, but Hey, Jays are making a playoff push. Okay. You got Jays are making the playoff push. We hope they make it. I want to go to that wild card game really bad or a playoff game. Like, I'm not stepping foot in the Rogers Center anymore. Yeah, don't so. go. Just don't. Yeah, but if you're, you go to another regular season game and they lose, then I'm well, no playoffs. Looks like looks like you're sitting on my couch too, bud. Yeah, I'm sitting on the couch watching the game from there. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for listening to the L2 Sports Podcast. You can listen to it on five different platforms: Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and Radio. I think it's radio casts. So, you just did that without a script. They're eh? pretty impressive. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. I'm pretty. I, I'm getting used to it. So, um, it's good. It's good. See you guys next week. We'll recap week three. Give our week four picks. More Blue Jays talk, obviously. Maybe some more hockey talk with training camps, preseason games happening. So we'll see what happens as uh, the calendar turns to next week. For Luca Moya, I'm Lucas Cortelli, and we'll see you guys later.